0: Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devram Turek, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. And welcome to episode 15, 15 I think, 15, 15, yeah. of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, is always, is Devram Turak. I'm here with our good friend Tara, who we haven't seen in a very long time, and of course Dwayne, uh, back from... Uh, the comic book episode, also the Comic Con episode from last year. Yeah. So. And this is the Comic Con exclusive. So we, we we tried recording this. Uh, during the Comic-Con, the first day, Friday night. Um, due to battery issues, that recording was lost, so now we're redoing it about a week later. Uh, we're still not at Patrick's house, as you can maybe hear from the background noise. Um, we are, however, at a bar, and it's, it's game night, which is why it's so noisy. Uh, but hopefully, uh, we'll get through it without any problems. Yeah. Okay, so let's start off by talking about uh, what we did at Comic-Con. So Terry, you were there for 2 days. Yes. Why did you feel that you didn't need to come back for the 3rd day? I
1: was tired. <laughs> there was a lot of walking it was. around and had a lot of waiting
0: around for uh, for uh, lineups.
1: As oh, much yeah. as I wanted to see the people on Sunday, I mm-hmm. felt like I had enough.
0: Um, I can understand
2: like that. Like it wasn't
1: worth for me, it wasn't worth the drive. To the con- convention center because right. it's kind of far. Right. Because I'd already seen all the booths, so right. it wasn't worth the drive for me to go there for an hour for a Q&A. Yeah, the thing, right.
0: the thing, and then maybe. And, the... then,
1: and then have to leave or or have to wait a few hours for the next Q&A that I wanted to see. So. Right.
0: Yeah, because the, there was there was a bit of a gap between like the, the very first one was Nathan Fillion. He was supposed to be by himself. We'll talk about what actually happened at the each of the individual. Sa- Saturday, mm-hmm. Fillion was supposed to be with other people. No, no. Sa- Saturday. Oh, she's talking about Saturday. No, we're, we're talking about Sunday night.
1: Um, I'm talking about having to go there again Sunday. Because I wanted to see Gillian
0: Anderson, but she was at oh, like 11 o'clock was, in the she morning. She was the very, routine. very, yeah, first exactly. one. Yeah, and,
1: then, and then Will Wheaton in the
0: afternoon, yeah. so
1: I would have had to wait the entire day, but I'd already seen everything. So I should have planned it out a bit better. And
0: so maybe skip like Tuesday or Saturday and yeah, go back for Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, Okay, so let's start with Friday night. The, oh, kind of wish I had brought my schedule of who was who was speaking when, but maybe you guys will remember. Uh, I will. I remember. Okay, so Friday night started off with Billy D. Williams. Not other. And that was interesting, but it, it wasn't as good a uh, conversation as you would maybe expect or or want to see. Um, he's kind of old. I, I, don't, I don't think he's used like, despite the fact that it's been, you know, 30-some-odd years since the day of the movies, I don't think he's quite gotten used to being up on the stage and having this conversation with fans, so his answers are relatively short, and he doesn't really go into too much detail, and it's kind of, it was almost superficial. He had a buddy with him. What's that? He
1: had a buddy with him. He
0: did, and he was trying to kind of yeah. dig uh, a little deeper into the answers, so that, that helped but I'd say as much as I love Billy Dee Williams and loved his character in the movies uh, that was probably the, the least my least favorite of the of the weekend that I saw I think if I'd been to that one I would have asked him uh,
2: he showed up uh, in the last year or so on White Collar a show I rather enjoy really? Uh, yeah, yeah playing a
0: uh, playing a con man it was uh a fun episode. I really liked it. Now, I love White Collar, but I haven't, maybe I just haven't gone that far yet. Yeah, I
2: think it's a little too recent since you're following along on the DVDs. I yeah, this, I'm usually at least a year I'm, late. I think this is from the current season. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see when it comes yeah, to he, he, he played an old friend of uh, June's husband. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Okay, so after Billy D was... Kevin Sarbo. No, Kevin Sarbo first. Kevin Sarbo came in came <laughs> Because that's the first one Dwayne went to. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a bit about how Kevin Sarbo went.
2: Uh, Kevin Sarbo was a fun Q&A. Um, Charming guy, right? Yeah, no, very, very personable. Very personable, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh no was kind of evenly split. I mean, Sarbo, of course, best known in fandom for two shows, right. uh, Hercules' The Legendary Journeys and Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. Which actually was a quite, quite good show. I mean, yeah, probably probably quite good show. slightly better
0: known for Hercules and for Andromeda, but they were, they were both successful. Right. And, uh, and I would say in, in the Comic-Con crowd, probably equally. Probably, equally. yeah. I'd have to agree and so yeah so uh,
2: probably about evenly split between uh, between those two shows and everything and you know he had some good stories and the nice thing about uh, Sorbo is that he is a working actor I mean he is most definitely on the B list he is always wondering where his next job comes from and that and very upfront about that and a nice touch of self deprecating humor about it. Right. And I really, Well, for example, um, I don't know, I can't quite remember whether JJ uh, Abrams himself was part of the Hercules Legendary Journeys writing group, but a number of the people that JJ uh, worked with, at the very least, uh, his, you know, current uh, sci-fi
0: movie empire and everything like that, did get their starts on Hercules Legendary Journeys. One Uh, of which I may have gone to see today, and it may have been incredible. Okay, excellent. Excellent. (laughs) But... uh,
2: but, yeah, so, you know, and Sober was up there going, so, yeah, so I know these guys, right. and I talked to these guys, they're going, what, you can't get me a small part in one of your movies? Not one? I'll I mean, come on. I'll put a red uniform. I, mean, I, I make a great bad guy. I do a great
1: <laughs> okay. bad guy. I mean, I think it's too come on.
0: You think so? Yeah. No.
1: So, he's too recognizable.
0: You know? So, uh, hey, Christian Slater uh, made a cameo on one of the Star Trek movies. Worked, he can do work, it. Worked for scale and has the check
2: of- framed in his office. Okay. Just because he's a massive Trekkie and he just wanted on yeah.
0: one of the movies. This is Christian so Slater, he, right? This is Christian
2: Slater. So, yeah. So, Slater, like, you know... Made it happen somehow. Yeah, it's like, I don't We're, care about the money, I yeah. just yeah, want to be all... I would want it for free. You work for
1: peanuts. I think but. it would be amazing to be an extra. Just to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Star yeah, Trek yeah. movie. Yep. Listen, Tara,
0: as much as I rag on you for liking Star Trek, and and how Star Wars is so much better than Star Trek, I... it's not. I love Star Trek. Yeah. So, yeah, really so... I, I own every season of every TV show, with the sole exception of Voyager, because that was shit. It was not it, it was. shit. It was. It was. shit. It was the worst by far out of all of them. Worse than Enterprise. It's, Enterprise is a way better show. Yeah. Like a thousand times better.
2: It had, it had its moments. I really enjoy I, Enterprise, actually. I stopped watching Voyager or something because I was annoyed when they wrote out Kess and brought in 709. Right. Yeah. That annoyed me. So I stopped watching.
0: So Kevin Sarbo, uh, excellent Q&A. Yeah? Excellent Q&A. Okay. Okay, so that was Q&A number two of the first day. Let's move on. Uh, the, next, the next one was Lavar Burton, which yeah. was... Hilarious! So good. Mm-hmm. That guy is... Amazing. He, he really knows how to work the crowd. He certainly knew exactly who his audience was. And this, this is the most surprising part. You would expect LeVar Burton to be most well-known for his role on Star Trek The Next Generation. Blockbuster in all these these movies. And yet, 80% of the questions that were asked to him were about this tiny little show that he did called Reading Rainbow. Yep. And that surprised me more than anything else. The amount of people who only cared about what he did on that little show was uh-huh. shocking to me and yeah at the same time suppo- um uh, welcoming I, it warmed my heart it. Yeah. Yes. it was so just, good he
1: also just, did his research too like he knew Ottawa he
2: knew the game like the hockey games. he right. knew like he he made jokes about how easy it is to pander to the Canadian audience yeah. by basically bringing up uh, the hockey yeah. and beer yeah. and boobs yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's true. Boobs came into the conversation at one point. Uh,
0: he, had, he had three things he said hockey, yeah. yeah. beer, boobs.
1: I thought he was saying booze.
0: No. Uh, I think it might it have been like, booze. Really? Yeah, it might have been booze. What? I'm pretty sure it was booze. No, sure I'm pretty it sure it was booze. booze.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure it was booze. Either, either works, really. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> worse. so.
0: Yeah. I'm a Boof. fan of all four of those. Well, three because
1: of those.
0: I feel uh, that I have to. I would to, say maybe 37%. Yeah, you're right. I, I
2: feel that I have to bring this up because okay. Deb may be a little too modest to bring it up himself. Okay, fair enough. But uh, oh, yes. Dev wanted to ask about Reading Rainbow and was rather surprised when pretty much everyone ahead of him <laughs> also, reading Rainbow also asked about Reading Rainbow. So Dev got up to the microphone, basically admitted that he no longer had any questions because he was surprised that everyone was talking about reading Rainbow. Just wanted to mention to you, Mr. Burton how much it meant, uh, you know, for his, you know, growing up. Like, yeah. And uh, so LeVar Burton asked Dev to approach the stage at which point he reached down and chucked Dev's hand in front of the
0: entire Q&A. It's true, that so was I cool. thought that was pretty cool. Not going to lie, it was probably the highlight of the con for me. That yeah. was seriously awesome. The
1: only one I, well, I went to the Billy D one.
0: <laughs> so yeah so uh, that was pretty much all of our Friday yeah. um, I, I do want to mention that there were probably about what like 45 50-ish alleys worth of stuff to see there vendors yeah. artists um uh, comic book shops, um, comic book sellers, whatever, merchandisers, t-shirt sellers, and th- that first day, Tara and I did a lot of walking, and we managed to stop off and see a grand total of three alleys worth. <laughs> I, re- I regret
1: well, that we didn't wait in line for the, um, in, in the
0: Yeah, in Yeah, because the line was so short compared to every other yeah. day. Like, even on the, on the Sunday when we left, there was still, like, a 15, 20-person minimum wait Anytime I walked near that Batmobile. Yeah. So, for Friday, um, we were kind of
2: separated yeah. and stuff. Um, I, I was unable to get to the con until around 4.30-ish or so, at which point the Billy D Williams Q&A was already going on. Right. Um, so I decided to walk around a little bit uh, while I was waiting to get in the lineup for Kevin Sorbo right. and that. So stopped by the autograph area and everything. Didn't get anything autographed this year because. Uh, let's just say my pocketbook wasn't going
0: to agree with me on getting anything autograph this year. Well, I, I have a actual issue with charging people money for autographs and pictures when you charge people money to get into the con to begin with. Um, and it's for, not cheap. It's not. It's like $60. For an autograph. Just for an autograph. $80. For, yeah. 80 for a picture, depending on um, who it was.
2: The thing is, is the sad truth that they didn't allow the celebs to charge for their autographs. Like The thing is... The the con is not getting that money. Right. The con is not getting are, are that we, money. Are we sure about that, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's industry standard. Yeah. The, the talent gets that money. So that's how the talent gets paid
0: right. for going to these cons. Is... The I, I think the warmth that they receive from how the love that we give them should be more than enough to sustain them, seeing as how they make billions of dollars doing these shows and movies. They don't, though. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Most of the, most of the folks
2: who... You know, there are exceptions, sure. such as Nathan Fillion, yeah. who keeps going to cons, even though he really doesn't need to. Right. He just really likes the fans. Yeah. But the case of, say, a Felicia Day, who, while amazingly popular, thanks to her mastery of all of the social media, <laughs> yes. she's not really making all that much. Well she's still very much you know she is an independent operator she's an entrepreneur She, like I've seen interviews and stuff she is not breaking it in the world she's managing to keep her head above water and make a decent living right. but you know she's by no means getting what say Nathan Billion is getting for being the lead on a very
0: successful network TV show and an incredibly funny and yeah. very well written TV yeah. show
2: so yeah so
0: so, yeah you, know, so you know I incredible but I like
2: getting the opportunity to tell people how, how much I enjoy their work absolutely so there was some pretty short lineups for a few of the talent Friday night and everything so I stopped and I got to say hello to uh, jewel state who's best known uh, Kaylee on uh, Firefly and uh, she also Character named the she name was a doctor on Stargate Atlantis okay for a couple of
0: years there and apparently before that she had another show where she was incredibly popular but i've never heard of it they were talking about at the Q&A lot. flash forward yeah flash forward yeah it was a kids show okay it was a kids show um
2: so she was uh, doing that uh, I think her co-star's name was Ben Foster. He later showed up uh, as Angel in one of the, X- I think, X-Men The Last Stand. He was the Angel okay. in that one. Uh, and also a uh, few other odd uh, places comic wise I'm pretty sure if I remember uh, Foster showed up in both Constantine and The Punisher. I,
0: I do um, really like the movie Constantine. The yeah. So
2: anyways, but yeah, so... I knew her from there I also okay. knew State from uh, an episode or two of Are You Afraid in the Dark back in her, back in her kid actor days oh yeah and stuff but uh, yeah so I got to say hello to her and also got to say hello to Nichols Brendan um, Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slug yes he is so uh, so that was that was fun and the other the other fun thing for Friday for me was uh, I actually got to ask a couple of questions in the Q&A okay. so now for Sarbo, uh, he made a bit of a like during his introduction of himself. He was talking about how he moved from Minnesota to California because he hated the weather. And so I so said, we "Okay, so you went." So I just asked him, "So we went from one long-standing series uh, in New Zealand, which, as I understand, it's subtropical paradise, to another long-standing series filmed in you know, Canada." Mm-hmm. I originally thought it was Toronto, but he corrected me. Uh, uh, Andromeda was shot in Vancouver. But even still, still it's Canada. Yeah. So... Did you pause and think about that for any length of time? <laughs> you know? But uh, he, got, he got a bit of a laugh out of that. And from LeVar Burton, I asked him what it was like working with uh, Jimmy DeWitt for an episode. Right. Which I thought must have been really cool. Uh, Relics is one of my favorite next-gen
0: episodes of all time. It, it is incredibly good. So, it was nice to see Jimmy doing too.
2: Yep. And... Uh, and it's also one of his favorite episodes. Yeah. So that was cool to hear because it was a very Geordie episode yeah. with a lot, you know, with most scenes being uh, Geordie and Scotty. So and the two of them, I, I thought, played off tremendously sure. well with each other. Well, so it's Chief Engineer, to Chief Engineer, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, so
0: that was that was Saturday for me. That was Friday, Friday. for me and everything. So, Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Saturday. Saturday had some pretty incredible casts. It started off with... It started off with um, our good friends, uh, the Firefly cast. Unfortunately, it was only Jewel State and Nathan Killian. Summerglow had a issue with her passport and was unable to make it. She lost it. She if did. You, if, if you search
2: YouTube, you can find
0: her apology video, which they she actually posted it there. which they actually played for us at the uh, at the uh, interview as well, or at the, uh, the, the panel they actually managed to Skype her in for a little bit so we actually got to talk to her which, which was kind of cool. That was pretty nice. And that was a, again, those two, the two of them playing off each other, like having two people up there instead of just one person I think is really the way to go in the future. It really works well especially if they're such close friends and they know each other so well after having spent time together doing the series. Anyway.
2: Yeah, the other thing of course is the Firefly cast is legendary yeah. in... Extremely close knit yeah. and extremely good friends, and have stayed that way. You know, it's been it's been quite a while since
0: the show went off the air. It was like what, 2004? Yeah, almost 10 years, yeah. 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 So, they they filmed it. Ten, they filmed it 10 years ago.
2: Yeah. So, uh, but they're still, uh, you know, they're still a pretty close knit group of friends, and uh, something I did not get to see this Saturday. I was I was delayed. I didn't actually get to the con that day till two p.m. Right, but um, but yeah, one of the things that uh, came up later that I heard about is that apparently Nathan Fillion is fond of phoning up his friends who may be doing uh, fire. Panels right. Or just panels, period, at the time okay. when he isn't there with them. Okay. And stuff. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, it, was, it was Tara and Deb who got to see the
0: Firefly Cast panel, yeah. so I'm going to shut oh. up and let them talk. Were you we there for that? I was
1: there. Yeah. I oh, you weren't there? Okay, it was so just it was just me. you. Yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, it was it was really something else. Like, yeah. you saw it again the next day when we've seen Nathan <laughs> in him by himself, supposedly. Yeah. But, uh... He he would actually spend a lot of his time either talking to Jewel or kind of letting her take the lead on answering questions. Mm-hmm. So it was it was actually nice to see. No. Uh, like he, he played it off as if he was you know nervous and doing these things, and, uh, and that, yeah, because it's obviously not true because does so many of them. But I think yeah. he just he likes having other people to play off of. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was so much fun. Um, and when they, when they phoned Summerglow, that was pretty cool too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad I got, I had to get there pretty early for that and get in line almost right away. One of the joys of having a, I didn't have a VIP pass, but I did have a deluxe pass. So I got to get in early. Yeah, an hour and, early, right? And I got there just before they started letting regular people in, so I walked right in. I had no lineups or anything, and I could get straight into the, uh, into the Firefly lineup. So that was nice. That is nice. I did wait outside, but only because of the firefly fire lineup, not to get into the place. So, yeah. so that was that was the first thing. And then we did a lot of wandering around. And that was kind of the day that most people decided to come that we knew. So we had this giant mass meeting in the uh, food court yep. uh, around 2 when you showed up, or maybe just yeah, a, little a little after. A little after, yeah. probably around 2.30. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2.30, I think. Do you remember what other panels were on that day? Oh, I'm trying the, to remember what else I went the, to.
2: The thing is, is, that there wasn't really
0: all that much. Um, what about? Um, I didn't even well, let's <laughs> well, draw a blank. That was Sunday. That uh, was Sunday.
2: No, no, Felicia Day was Saturday. Felicia Day was one o'clock on Saturday. I am positive of it. Really? Yes. Sir. That's
1: because I remember talking to you about it when I got there.
0: one that she and, uh, and Will Wheaton were the same day but no now, yep. that, now that you mention it you're right because it was it was Nathan Fillion and Will Wheaton were on Sunday yep. and everything else was Saturday pretty much okay so yes Felicia Day was Saturday and I think I'm the only one who went to that one too I don't yeah know well that I got there around two right right because right. It, it was a one yep. and again Felicia Day if you ever see her on videos or if you ever watch any of her uh, of her of her uh, she's amazing of the shows that she does or the cameos that she makes, she really is that person in real life. She's not at all a fake person. And she's just as kind of nervous and awkward and geeky in real life as she is on on camera. And that was actually sweet. And... Of course, naturally, a lot of women went up to ask her questions. And a lot of it was, you know, you you uh, empowered me to go out and do this thing myself. You sure. you are like my role model. She is a thing. good role model. And she is quite the role model. And I she's love the not fact... fake. That, yeah. She doesn't
1: use her sex. She's
0: right. Like, she's impossible. In fact, she's, she's awkward and, and geeky and nervous about her body. Which is funny to see in an actor. But uh, so a lot of the stuff she talked about was kind of the future of where Geek and Sundry is going. And for those of you who are interested, there's something cool happening that they've been that they're going to start teasing about, and it's going to drop on the 20th of this month. So this is kind of like a uh, exclusive if you weren't at the con. But there's something going on, on the 20th. I don't remember exactly what, and she only really dropped hints anyway. But uh, go to Geek and Sundry and check it out. It's a really, really good uh, channel.
2: I keep needing to get into it, but I'm really rotten with watching stuff on my computer. I need, I need to start, like, I have a PlayStation 3 these right. days, I need to start using the YouTube app yes. and actually, you know, watching a few of these things on my TV. Absolutely. Of course, the, it really all boils down to the fact that my viewing time for anything is rather limited.
0: Sure. You do have a, a very young child. Yeah. So but, but if you do decide to go, I'm going to give you some tips. Definitely watch Space Janitors, because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's basically the janitors on the, on the Death Star. Yeah. And... And they're just idiots and it's of so funny. Uh, definitely watch Tabletop. Yeah, that cool. I want to check that that's, out. Because that's Will Wheaton's channel. Um, and I don't really I see a lot of the stuff that Felicia Day does, like all of her little individual videos. They tend to be smaller clips of what she does with her friends and they do random stuff so there's no real theme to it mm-hmm. and I find that hard to get into. But uh, I certainly thank her for all the work she does putting it together. Now, now out of curiosity, have you ever gotten into The Guild? I love The Guild. I've, I've watched every episode of The Guild up until the last season. Is it done? It's done. I
1: haven't
2: watched the last season yet. You see, no, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that The Guild was done. That's too
0: bad. Well, it's it's done in the format that it currently was being displayed. Was, so, the, was the closure? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No, yeah. I, I haven't seen any of the last, I thought you last had, season. You did see the No. But she, just, she does love the characters, so she wants to kind of continue them in other formats. Well, so, I know she's already started doing them in comic book format. Right, so there's a, there's a comic book. She's talking about doing a, like an animated series about them. So the, there, there, there will probably be more coming down the line. Oh, um, the, one thing, the one hint she did drop is that this thing starting on the 20th may have a famous person from the guild also in it, the guy who plays Vork. I don't remember who Will Wheaton played, but he he played like her her evil nemesis, basically, the leader of the Love Interest. Yeah, 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 in the fourth fourth or fifth season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, so that was Felicia Day at one o'clock. Yep. So then
2: two thirty, we all met
0: up. Yes. Girlfriend Brenda. Yep. we uh, were there. We ran into our friend Adam, who was dressed up as Cable, cable. from X-Men. And an excellent job. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed. I especially liked the glowing lens on his on his eye patch. That was very cool. His uh, and his staff?
1: Was dangerous. Spear.
0: Yes. Yeah, his, he yes. almost took out several pregnant women with that staff of his. Yeah, which would not have been good. No. Yeah. Like it was also ran into another recent addition to our gaming community, Jace and his lovely wife Mesa. That okay. was very cool. Uh, nice. there You haven't met them yet because no. we basically do 40k together. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that, that was our kind of afternoon meet up. Um, do we see any panels after that? I think yeah, we left around five. Yeah. We left around 5 It was a pretty short day.
2: It was. Um, See, Hello. a comic book-based panel was okay. in uh, meeting room D, okay. which was the biggest of the uh, secondary non-hall. Best known for doing stuff with the DC Animated Universe, and uh, Chris Claremont, who is a legend in the comic book community for making the X-Men what they are today originally Larry Hama was supposed to be there as well, but uh, Hama was a last minute cancellation. Uh, Larry Hama actually turned G.I. Joe of all things into a comic book hit from Marvel back in the 80s. Okay. Uh, and he's actually working on the property again today. Uh, there's a comic book company out there called IDW that specializes in licensed property. Yeah, I remember they did the Star Wars comic. Yeah, And while they're, well, they're currently for example, Doctor Who. some Star Trek. Yep, uh, they were doing, I believe, some Star Wars until Disney bought Star Wars, and now, of course, the Star Wars licenses with Marvel because Disney owns Marvel.
0: Right.
2: Um, but yeah, and so uh, IDW is doing GI Joe, and they've got Larry Hammer writing it. So,
0: uh,
2: so yeah, so that would have been. To look him up on Wikipedia. Quite the diverse and interesting career. So, but yeah, so that was enjoyable. I've been kind of wishing I could get to see Michael Shanks's uh, Q&A, which is a 3:45. Right. Shanks is best known for uh, playing on Stargate SG-1 for 10 years. Which I never saw as uh, Doctor Daniel Jackson. But the thing is, the way the cons set up with uh, panels were all for 45 minutes with my comic book panel at uh, 3 o'clock. This panel starting at 3.45. You basically have to line up for a panel at least 20 minutes early, more like 30 minutes for most. Or an um, hour if you're going for something big. Yeah. Um, well, unless you're a VIP guy, in which case you
0: can just walk up 10 minutes beforehand and you're good to go. And by the way, if you're going to do a lot of panels, definitely take the VIP options. The the deluxe was nice just to get into the uh, con itself early and never have to stand in line. But if you're going to do any of the panels, I highly recommend you get the VIP. You get in first and avoid the lineup altogether. So anyways, um, got out, uh, heck, the Claremont
2: and uh, Templeton thing went a little long. Okay. Ran about five minutes or so long and everything got out. Uh, like a lot of conference centers, the Ernst Young Center in Ottawa has its own cell phone Fentocell installed in the premises in order to enable cell phone coverage. Because the thing is basically a huge concrete and steel bunker sitting down near the Ottawa airport. Uh, their Fentocell was not up to the demands of the COD, just period. Yeah. So, you know, you'd send off a text message. Uh, it might arrive half an hour later. Yeah. Or it might arrive a minute later. Yeah. It was difficult to say. Yeah. So we started looking. Uh, Pat went to the panel with me. We started looking for our significant others. Right. Uh, discovered that uh, my toddler was just overwhelmed with all the people and everything. Had a bit of a meltdown. I went out to the car. Uh, we all came back inside for briefly, right. um, but uh, they left shortly thereafter, and we all left not long after that. Yeah. Really, we left by five o'clock. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd say that's all right
2: and everything. So
0: really short-lived for me and somebody. Now I. Did, uh, if, for those of you who are following the Ottawa Comic Con on Facebook, uh, they did recognize that there was an issue with the, the cell phone reception and the Wi Fi reception, and that's something they're going to be addressing for next year. There, there was no Wi Fi. No, no, for vendors there one the, yeah. For vendors, they do have Wi-Fi available. And it's supposed to be for free for them. I but, guess it was a good test. Yeah, uh, but it's that's also something really, they, they don't really have control over because it's run by the, the facility itself. Yeah. But so they suggested that they upgrade it for the next con and they will still be doing what they can on their end to bring additional um, units of whatever. Yeah. So so they, 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 they do know about the issue and they will be addressing it. A short stay short on Saturday, but I really like the Chris Claremont
2: panel, um, you know, So I'm glad I got a chance to catch that. For one thing, it's nice to, like, for a comic book fan like myself, it's nice to do at least one thing comic book related right. at a Comic-Con. convention that's called Comic Con. But of course, like, the thing is, is that all these conventions, for the most part, are following the model set down by San Diego. Yes. And San Diego Comic Con, of course, is now.
0: are recognizing that it really is it's no longer a comic convention it's a trade convention for the comic book industry or anything geek related uh, they, they're targeting specifically the comic, yeah, the movies and the TV shows yeah. so, it's much more a sci-fi and
2: fantasy convention right, right, right. now so, and what they're doing is they're
0: shifting the people who are, are con goers are shifting to the New York Comic Con which is still less Hollywood driven whereas San Diego was 100% driven by Hollywood yeah. Oh. So, okay, so that was uh, Saturday. And on Sunday, again, we started very early. Um, I intentionally skipped the opening of Jillian Anderson because, let's face it, I've seen X-Files, but I'm not an a fan. I never saw X-Files. I'm a huge
2: fan. Never got oh, into wow. it. Wow. Really? Well, when it started, I was in university at university, and uh, X-Files is being carried by uh, MITV. Uh, Times Independent Television um, in Nova Scotia, what's now global, but reception um, in my dorm room was lousy. Um, so, you know, I, I, never, I never, and that was, I think, uh, X-Fall start started 91? I honestly couldn't tell you. Well, anyways, it might, might have been 93, but regardless... so I missed out on the start of it X-Files a relatively serialized show yeah no time no
0: No time That's a
1: surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boys usually drool over and The girls usually exactly, drool over Exactly.
1: So, yeah. as much as I would have loved to have seen her, ten forty, ten fifteen in the morning for me was way too early.
0: Yeah. And well, considering like you didn't want to the exactly. lineup would have started around nine yeah. or earlier. Yeah. 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 If, for, if, it, if it would have, right. have been uh, David Duchovny, I would have been there at eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. eight.
2: Yeah. So. We So, tickets for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one. So, so next up was uh, the Nathan, Nathan Fillion solo Solar. panel. Um <laughs> uh, Fillion was brought in very last minute because of some uh, guest cancellations. Name the Jason joined, Frakes yeah. uh, or Jonathan Frakes? Well, no, Frakes was a while before that. Was he? Um, LeVar Burton was Jonathan Frakes' replacement. Oh, really? But a few other guests, and one of the more high-profile one was uh, the one that they announced at the same time they announced that Fillion would be coming was Lori Holden, um, who is from The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, but she she uh, right? was
2: there. No. It was she, the... It was she the... canceled last minute. Oh, really?
1: She so was not nobody there. nobody was there
2: from The Walking no. Dead. Everyone from Walking Dead apparently got called it's in to The Walking Dead set. Yeah. Even she... Holden, whose character is dead. Spoiler I
1: was just going to say, spoiler alert. Well,
2: the, the finale aired over a month ago. I consider it a spoiler. <laughs> I haven't seen it, because okay, I haven't I'm, seen anything I'm sorry, season. I keep forgetting Mr. DVD Man. That's right.
0: <laughs> Although, I don't really know which one Laurie Holden is, so it doesn't... Don't tell okay.
2: me who. I'm it's not going to tell you okay. So anyways, at the time they announced her cancellation, right. they announced Nathan Fillion was in, and 11.30 Sunday was supposed to be Laurie Holden's panel. Okay. So it became Nathan Philian solo. Just, yeah, and because they were doing a Firefly panel two Firefly cast members, and they thought, well, Nathan Fillion's here, let's throw him in there. So, yeah. I'm
1: disappointed with the amount of cancellations. I didn't go to last year, so I can't compare, but I'm disappointed with
2: the amount of
0: cancellations. There weren't a lot of cancellations. But they were the really big ones.
2: Last last year, there there weren't a lot of cancellations. But the thing is, is that... I, I try to keep it in perspective. Ottawa is a very new con. Yeah. It's a very small market yeah. con, and that they're able to get the people that they got. For sure. And you know, and I, you know, it's just going to keep growing from here. I'm sure of it. Well, so. so then they need a bigger place because that was a little, a little small. Ernst and Young is the biggest place in Ottawa. Wow.
0: It is the better. biggest
2: convention space in.
0: There I don't is know how no they. Bigger. I don't know how they can handle more people though. I so I because if if it starts getting bigger, more people are going to start coming in from a neighboring areas, and it's just going to it's going to be overwhelmed. I mean, it was hard enough to move around that place to begin with. But Saturday
1: was insane. Yeah. yeah wasn't that much
0: better. I started It'll, going nuts on Saturday. And there was just too many people. Yeah,
1: well.
2: <laughs> that's how it is. The cause. I mean, Calgary and Toronto. They Turn people away, like they sell out of tickets and they turn people away. That's that's what's going to happen. It may even happen next year. I would not be surprised. I
0: won't be surprised if they sell out of all ticket packets packages for Saturday next year. And and uh, so get your tickets early as soon as they go on sale. Make sure you snag them up.
2: Now I'm not entirely sure whether I'll be able to do COD next year because for one thing. for convention space mm-hmm. you know, like that they've gotten kind of their slot however their slot is Mother's Day weekend right. I am married yeah. you know, to a lovely woman and we have a very small daughter for me to be taking off Sunday every year for Mother's Day every year uh, this might lower my life expectancy <laughs> you
0: know well, you could still do Friday, Saturday though.
2: Yeah. So, we'll see. But interestingly enough, with the way they do their packages, if you want to go Friday, Saturday, it's actually cheaper to buy the three-day pass Absolutely. than just to go Friday, Saturday. You can
1: always try to sell yourself. Unless you're doing the VIP. Yeah,
2: I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not going there. And I would like to do the VIP yeah. in order to make going to the Q&As easier.
0: No, you do. You find a friend who has a VIP and saves you a see. You still have to be able to get into the lineup. That will be me, by the way. Early. Next, <laughs> next year, I will be definitely having a VIP pass. It depends.
1: It depends who's there.
0: I don't care who's there. I will have a VIP pass. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, you know,
2: getting back, pulling back from the whole notion of the con in general and all that stuff. On Sunday, 11.30, Nathan Billion's solo
0: panel. Yep. Except it didn't turn out that way. well. Into it when he's talking to us, and he says, No, I have a friend back there oh, he goes, I'm I'm not very comfortable doing these things alone, you because know, I don't do very yeah. many of these. Yeah. So right. I'm going to bring on a friend to keep me company up here on the stage. Joel, what are you doing back there? <laughs> yeah. And he brings on Jules Strait once again. Now, and again, um, the two of them have such an amazing chemistry together that uh, that it really, really worked on stage. Yeah, very enjoyable it's funny one of the questions that was asked in the Q&A is are the two of you ever going to get together if there is another Firefly and she's like oh god no (laughs) no we have more of like a father-daughter or older brother old younger sister relationship not a sexual one in any way and that would be really creepy like they were so appalled by that question yeah and besides I mean like
2: you know Firefly ended up in serenity with Kaylee finally jumping the bones uh, Simon. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, whatever. But um, I did like one question was, are there, are there any plans for you guys to work together in the future? Right. And uh, <laughs> I went by, like, Jewel State looks at day and the goes, yeah,
0: like, perhaps on uh, your TV show. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a theme that went through uh, both Q&As about yeah. how she would harp about how he has a TV show that she has not yet been on. Yep. <laughs> So far, there's only been
2: two Firefly casts show up on uh, Castle. Uh, last season, Adam Baldwin showed up as a somewhat renegade police detective with the NYPD right. that Castle ends up following around for a little bit while he has a fight with Beckett.
0: Right. And, uh, Actually, I thought it was two seasons ago. Was that two seasons ago? I've seen it. Okay. What season are they? They just finished five. So they're working
2: on six. The season finale of five was last Monday. Yeah, I think that was four. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I I was still counting season five as this season when I said last season. Yes, you're right. And season five, this one that just finished up on Monday, uh, Gina Torres showed up. It's no surprise that Gina Torres shows up, but yeah. So, anyways, you know, I'm sure. uh,
0: sure She, of course, is Zoe from Firefly. Yeah. Also, uh,
2: occasionally known as Mrs. Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Really? Oh yeah.
2: She's she's married to Morpheus. Alan Tudyk, who played Wash on Firefly, mentioned how one time uh, Fishburne shows up on set and everything. And of course it's during a scene where he has to kiss Zoe. And he's going, yeah, so I'm here thinking yeah, so I'm kissing Murphy's wife and he's right there and we all know Lawrence Fishburne can can kick my ass. And so, yeah. This is a little digression, but I saw Fishburne on
0: George uh show on the CBC. Now, he was the guy who was a uh, White House advisor, right? Is that the same guy? Um, George Strombolopoulos was he, a White House advisor? No. Wasn't he the no, short no. the short guy He's who short, would do... short, but he wasn't in a White no. House advisor. Who, who would do the... Uh, the, the uh,
2: Uh, originally a much music VJ. He's oh, okay. been doing, he uh, moved to a uh, late night uh, talk show with CBC and it now airs twice a day on CBC, once at supper time once again late night. But uh, Fishburne is currently doing a show called Hannibal for Future in Toronto. Okay. And uh, he was talking about he's pretty comfortable in Toronto. Mr. Gina Torres for a number of months and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, comfortable being in Toronto. But, yeah, so, yes, so getting back to the whole, you know, Nathan Fillion with special guest uh, Jewel State, it was a lot of fun. It was a a lot of fun. Excellent panel, some excellent questions uh, being asked. I thought about getting up to ask a question. Oh.
0: However, the lineup filled up for that one like yeah. in an instant. Yeah, the lineup for um, questions for Nathan Fillion filled up before the seats were done filling up. Oh yeah. It was like it was it was seriously insane. overloaded with people. I think that was the the Firefly one and the Nathan Fillion and part of the Felicia Day were the only ones where the or Annual were the ones where the entire like, every seat was taken. Okay, so yeah. that was in the morning. Then we had a bit of a break. Yeah. There was we, someone else in the we, afternoon. We skipped. We skipped uh, the
2: we panel right after. Yeah, the panel James right after was James Marsters. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen Marsters. Yeah, yeah I would too. And if I, I had a, a VIP pass, I might have gone to see Marsters.
0: Sure, maybe, but uh, it was a little much. Yeah. It was a And we've we've, we've done so much lineup waiting over the last two days. I certainly had. I didn't want to do another one get out. without, like, and, and that would also make us late for the most important one of the entire con. Will Wheaton, Yeah. Who we didn't actually get a chance to see and who didn't come on the podcast, unfortunately. No. He didn't go to the Q&A. I, I went to Q and A, but we we didn't get a chance to talk to him directly. and I didn't get to record him for the Q and A. So next year, if he comes back, we'll definitely start our Twitter campaign. Facebook campaign early. You well started now in that, students, and we want Adam. all of you to help out. Yeah. Well next next year I say what the heck around January
2: actually try to get in touch with his representation and say Oh don't well, need to. You can get you can get oh, directly oh, in contact oh, with him. I, I mean in, so uh, you gotta realize. I oh, mean, so many people right. follow this guy on Twitter yeah. that you tweet him. A lot of it gets lost in the noise. Right. A lot of it doesn't, which is, you know, it says a lot about how much he reads his Twitter feed. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, still, he has so many followers. A lot of it will get lost in the noise. I just think, in addition to like, you know, requesting in Twitter a bunch of times and requesting his wife because his wife's on there. wife from anything. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) His wife isn't in anything. His wife isn't in the business. Right, exactly. Except that she helps manage his business. Right. You know, and try for that. Say, hey, you know, we we do a sci-fi fantasy gaming podcast. We're based in Ottawa. just, well, just like,
0: for five, like, five so. minutes have
2: a chat
0: so you went off see some friends of yours and everything. Yes, we were running one booth Booth's Decipher. Uh, it's a clothing line for geeky slash derby. It's really more derby wear, but geek wear. Geek, geek girls will totally to get into it, too. amazing. Yeah, Tara bought a dress from them. A shirt. Oh, was it a shirt? It was an extra long shirt, though, that could be worn as a dress. If you just threw a... Uh, is it not that long?
1: It's not a dress.
0: Okay. Unless no.
1: you want your ass.
2: Some some yes. which a yes. certain company I'm sure would be completely yes, yes. acceptable. But yeah, so uh, you went out to do that, and I went back into the autograph section, right? For and uh, this this worked out really, really well. Once again, very short lineups. Um, well, for some of them. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm talking like in some cases three to four people. Wow. So. Uh, I think it was just, it was lunchtime, I yeah. think it was a quiet, just kind of a quiet time. Yeah, and and, and it was Billion also, was about to sign. Yeah. And it was also the people I was interested in. So uh, I noticed there was almost no lineup for Kevin Sorbo. Okay. So I went up, and I actually had a chance to talk with the guy for about, you know, five minutes or so, and everything really like that. Talked about what he had discussed during the Q&A. Right. I don't think you remember that I was the guy who
0: asked about the whole to Canada thing, right? Which was cool, but, you know. Um, See, now this is the kind of time when I wish you had a recorder with you where you would yeah, just take the conversation with a guy. Yeah, Listen, I said, do you mind if I just. I, sh- I should. Mm-hmm. I should have. I should
2: have. And maybe next year I will. Exactly.
1: You'll know for next year, right? Yeah. You know,
2: yeah. next because year. I do have a small recorder myself. Right. My MP3 player will
0: record as well. I'm right. sure we could find some ways to placing everything yeah. together. Oh, easily. But yeah. I, I, have, I have a program that does that. I
2: so, uh, you know, I had a chat with him, and you know, uh, expressed my jealousy that he's going to spend a month in New Zealand. Right. is getting really loud earlier really at the moment. We should I hope you, end it soon. I yeah. hope you can hear this. If you do not... Start soon. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I got a chance to talk with him. He's currently on a show on CTV called Saving Hope. Okay. And Canadian TV and the state of Canadian TV is a bit of an interest of mine. Okay. So I
0: had a chance to talk to him about that. Is he Canadian? Oh, yes, absolutely. He's from Vancouver. I Oh yeah, well, did you know that Nathan Fillion was also Canadian? And did you know that Jules Strait was also Canadian? I think oh yes. so, oh I think yeah, so I knew all I looked it, looked it up in that. Okay. The, a lot of Fireflies
1: were Canadian
0: Yes, they were. Yeah. And the question I would
2: have asked Nathan Fillion if I had the chance would be, is the casting director Canadian? Castle <laughs> Canadian. Because right. I swear, <laughs> at least every two episodes on Castle, right. there is a Canadian guest star. <laughs> it
1: must be. Where is it filmed?
2: Uh, uh, L.A. Well, no, I thought it was Vancouver. No, 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 no. Castle is filmed in L.A. Is it real? Oh, yes, okay. absolutely. It's set in New York, but it is filmed say, in L.A. If it's filmed
1: in Vancouver,
2: that's probably why. No, but it is, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, just, and, and Smaller episode of Castle and the victim's wife pops up and I go, wait a minute, I know her, is that Kara Pivko? And I well, wait, got episode of that. I, 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 and I wait, and I, after the episode's done, I skip back because I love my PBR without hesitation,
0: I skip back to the guest credits, I look, I go, yeah, Kara the okay, there's, uh, this, right. there's this amazing invention called the internet where all that available for you. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's not up until about a day afterwards. Oh, right. I, I forget that you actually watch this stuff in real time. Yes. See, I don't do that. Who oh, does that now? well, not quite real time. I'll be watching it
2: on my PBR, and I can instantly rewind back and check out the guest credits.
0: See, by that time, it will be on the internet. Yeah, but what's faster, me rewinding my PBR or firing up the laptop and logging in? Oh, see. Exactly, A, you have a phone which has the internet out. Yeah. B, your computer should never be off. My computer is never off. Mainly because it's also the repository of all of our podcasts. So if anyone wants to download a podcast, it has to be running. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? I thought because you'd put it up on like uh one, one of the uh, the locker See, services. See, I, I tried doing that for my other podcasts that I run, Ottawa Derby cast by the way. And it, it it worked, but it's not as good. I have this application called Drop. Which gives you a uh, a link directly to that file, and you just access it from your hard drive. So it's a dynamic DNS type deal, in a way. Okay,
2: interesting. Okay. uh, Sorry, I do computer networking for a living. I think this. I think this one.
0: Oh, I'm on this podcast. This is. is I have to be a nerd. I had a great con. Oh, we, we we forgot to mention the very last of the panels we went to. Oh yes. Will Wheaton. Oh. oh my god. I, uh, I apologize to the geek oh. gods. Please do not strike me down. I mean, we, we did mention Will Wheaton how about how we didn't have a chance to talk to him. Yeah. But we didn't mention that we went to his pal, which was again hilarious. Yeah. He is really a game, not having he's a that. very funny man. come just for that. I
1: know, I know. I regret yeah.
0: it. And packed, I swear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I swear there were more people for Will Wheaton than there were for Nathan Fillion. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because Nathan Fillion, as much as he does that amazing show Firefly, which only ran for seven episodes, and there was a movie made out of it... Was about he'd done 10 years ago. He's not really a geek. He's not in the geek community. The only time he interacts with geeks really is at cons, which he does many of. Don't yes. get wrong. As a matter of fact, he actually had
2: to cancel out. Do you
0: follow Billion on Twitter? I don't follow anyone on Twitter. Well,
2: I've gotten into Twitter lately. Billion is one of the guys I follow. He had to cancel out last minute. Um, I think it was from Denver this weekend because he hurt his
0: eye. wrapped, Because yeah. he fell fallen and hurt the little mini- meniscus. No, the uh, metacarpals in his in his hand, uh-huh. and so it was all wrapped up. And now he's hurt his eye. Yeah. It does not have been yeah. much. How did he do that? He's well, not sure, but it's apparently all oh, all puffy and swollen and yeah. gross. He probably got he probably got stung by something. He, he directly apologized to Will Shatner that he would not be able to see him at the cough. Ah. Let's see Will Shatner. Actually, Will Shatner was at last year's concert. I know, and I yeah. missed it. I, I had a friend who stalked him, like literally stalked him, physically stalked him, and got many, many pictures of her in the foreground, and in the distance. Shatner is Shatner. Also from, from oh, ben ben. So she, she, she photobombed she Shatner. She very much. Like, well, no, reverse well, photobomb. I can, yeah. see, I can okay. see her doing yeah. that. Like, I don't know her that well,
1: but I can see, like...
0: Yeah.
2: So Will Reid's yeah. Q&A was more yeah. Will Region talking to the audience yeah. than it was a Q&A, and yeah. Yeah. which is a good thing because he's
0: a very um, charismatic person yeah. in person. Yeah. I just felt that I, I actually got up to ask a question I didn't get to. Yeah, because again, yeah. filled up before the seats filled out. Yeah, but,
2: but actually, I was pretty close. Okay. Well, I he just didn't take very many questions. True, true. It went very slowly. What I kind of felt bad for was there was a brother and sister and a pair of little kids okay. right in front of him. And they didn't get to either. And I know if I were that age, I would have been crushed. Yeah, I would have been crushed. But it's how it goes. It's, it's how it goes.
1: Maybe you just didn't notice them. Maybe if you would have noticed them, you would
2: know. have. Well, the thing was, it was. Absolutely. That's how they ran things. I give full credit to the con organizers. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, very concerned about equal access to the panels. Uh, they took the step of a half-hour break between um, between panels in the main hall. They did not do that in the smaller ones, by the way. Okay. But in the main hall, half an hour break in between, and they emptied the hall. Yeah. Every time there was no camping, camping, yeah. which you is what I, I wanted to do. You could not, for example, go to James Marsters and camp out for Will Wheaton. Impossible.
0: This could not happen. And, and in fact, if you went to James Marsters, there's a good chance you would not make the other one because by the time you get out, the other line, the, the line for Will Wheaton had filled up so much that you just wouldn't have gotten in. Which is why we decided not to go to Marsters. It was a conscious effort and, to avoid that one because Will Wheaton was the more uh, important one.
2: Although I would have liked to see seen Marsters because I hear he's a great storyteller. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad I did it, A, because it's set up waiting for Will Wheaton, mm-hmm. but even more so for me, I mean, the highlight of the con for me was my actual chat with Sarvo right, right. and in, James. in between. And so if I had gone to see um, Marsters, that wouldn't have happened, gotcha. So, yeah. But we so, should
1: also mention the fact that uh, comic book artists and comic book writers were available to have, like, to, to answer questions
2: at no cost. Yeah. You yep. You know, to. Okay. Uh, Although artists do
0: charge for sketches. Not so always. How artists... Not always. Well, I, most I
1: of bought, them do. Tara,
0: talk about the, the comic books you bought.
1: Well, I bought two comic books. Uh, it was uh, trade paperbacks for Elephant Man uh-huh. from the artist slash writer. Yes. And yep. all, all I was charged for was the comic... was the oh, trade yes. paperbacks. Oh, yes. And, and he
0: And he drew incredible pictures yeah, before in each our eyes them. in each of the books that she bought. He, t-
1: he now, took now, about, like, no, was, it ten, took, like, ten, ten minutes, minutes. Minimum, yeah. yeah.
2: amount of money by the fact that you bought his books yeah. fair enough, directly off the table. Yeah. Um, most uh, comic book people will charge for autographs, for example. They don't. Well, I
1: had one guy charge me $5 extra. Uh, for the autograph.
2: for a little, the autograph. And I was
1: like,
2: yeah, whatever, fine. Yeah. Says, um, five bucks. for an actual like, sketch, it, yeah. most artists will charge. If it's just a sketch, oh, sure. most artists will charge. Uh, Side sort of things. Uh, on Friday, during my wandering around, I actually got a chance to talk
0: to Neil Adams briefly. Um, Neil Adams, the guy who created the Everything in the Universe, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No, no, that's Douglas, Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams, you're right. <laughs> who passed away over a decade ago. Oh, so, so couldn't be at the con unless it was... Uh... This time. <laughs> no, Neil Adams is
2: a well-known uh, comic book artist who... Um, did a lot of work for DC back in the 70s and 80s, and uh, really helped cement the kind of grimmer and grittier Batman that came in in that era after the 60s and the campy Batman was over. Okay. And that um, so like around the time the animated show or before animated? No, much before the much animated. Before, okay. The animated show was 90s. This was 70s. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, Absolute legendary artist. Uh, I strongly encourage anyone who's a fan of comic book art—if you don't know him
0: already—just go online and hunt him out. Okay. Really great stuff. Tara, uh, at this point, I'm going to ask you who was introduced as a main character into the Batman universe via the the, uh, the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Quinn. that's right henchwoman of the joker congratulations oh and Thank speaking you. of harley
2: i counted i think about five at least five different, five different i saw five different saw harley quinn yeah. she is she is a big hit with the cosplayer okay hold on. Wait, wait wait
0: wait you saw them or many of them were pointed out to you because <laughs> we have this thing where uh, he didn't even know who harley quinn was at the beginning of the con I, I made a point of pointing out every Harley Quinn um, outfit that I saw and said, Who is this again? until she finally remembered who it was. Well, I don't read the Batman comics. No, that, that's just it. It wasn't, it wasn't in the comics, it was in the animated series. Oh, well,
1: there you go. Even
0: worse. Yeah. No. But, uh, <laughs> I, I
1: would probably read the
0: comics.
2: I would say the, the big hit on the comic side of things sure.
0: George Perez. So he he's, had a huge lineup. Yes. Yeah. Line yeah. It was constant. There was yeah. always yeah. a lineup yeah, for But there's a reason for that. That guy's written some huge novels. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's drawn
2: some of these yeah. stuff. Right. Perez is much. He, he also wrote uh, a, a well-respected run on Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, back right around uh, the time of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. So we're talking oh, mid Right. Right. He wrote and drew Wonder Woman. Yeah, but he did a got, lot of Superman. Oh, there, he's done day. a ton of everything. Yeah. Like, the George Perez project, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, JLA versus Avengers the, last, Avengers. the last big Marvel DC crossover. There may never be another one. There probably won't. Because they're all my like different now. Perez is well known for, he wants to draw as many characters as possible right. preferably right. on the same page right. and so JLA versus Avengers he got to do everybody so yeah and I was walking by he was just in between people I got a chance to just quickly butt my head in and okay.
0: I absolutely loved it so that was great but yeah so all in all we had a good con it was worth the money you paid you got it as a present because it was for your birthday. Yep. But Tara, was it worth the money you paid?
1: Yes, but I should have went Sunday.
0: Yes. Next year, I'll plan it better and yeah. I'll go the three days because okay. okay. so, otherwise but, I, I kind of wasted a day. But, but next uh, year, do you want to upgrade from deluxe to VIP? It
1: depends on who is going to be there. The only problem,
0: the only problem is is that VIP tends to sell out before, yeah. before they finalize know, the lineup. I know, I know. I could always buy it and then sell it later. Absolutely. Pro- so yes, why I will definitely upgrade q and on day one. Oh, I just wanted to mention, uh, pretty
2: cool to see my friend John and Zenas uh, running a booth yeah. for
0: the SCA. Uh, and that's the Society for Creative Anachronism, in case you don't know. Yep. Uh, John was claiming that it's the first time that any chapter of the
2: SCA has done something like hold a booth. Well,
0: oh, yeah. No, it's not the first time any SCA chapter has, it's the first time it is SCA. Okay, okay. But still, but still, very cool. Yes, and I think they're going to start doing more cons and more geeky stuff where they can just get their name out. Yep. Which booth was that? That was the one where all the people were Oh yeah, medieval. that was amazing. Yeah. And they they, they you... sold me on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So despite the fact that you have no time to game, now you're going to start doing SCA. Oh, I don't have time for that either. <laughs> if I had time, I see no. I would definitely be in. Now, would you do that? instead of gaming? Nope. In, in addition to? I would do it in addition to. Okay. So you would need a lot of time for I would show up to the
1: games in my medieval outfits. Okay,
0: very well. Oh, cool. see a lot of courses are involved in medieval costumes, so we are totally in for that. Please and thank you. Thank you. If you thank
1: need help, you for, for providing me with, uh, like, ideas. An outfit. <laughs>
0: no, if you need help tying up your course, I'm an expert at it. Oh, I bet you I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> So uh, I think this is a good time to call it a, call it a day. Yep. Thank you guys we're for coming out. No.
2: We're really hoping that the background noise doesn't spoil all of this.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm so. really hoping that too, because we had that problem with Avatar, as you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I was going to do the, um, the big reveal as to the contest that we're holding, but I think because of the noise and because I don't know how well it's going to turn out, we're going to wait until next episode to do the big reveal on the contest. And uh, that is going to be recorded actually tomorrow night. Probably released sometime midweek or getting close to next weekend. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so uh, that's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening to the Advancement Podcast. Uh, see you guys next time.